Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors just like you about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. I'm Laura Gregg, and I am joined with my co-host and friend, David Partain. Hello, David. Hello, Laura. And we have another savvy lady on the podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. We have a wonderful show planned. We are going to dig in on how advisors can empower their female clients as they navigate often unexpected and difficult transitions. It's also going to touch upon our recent episode with Judy Herbst, Executive Director of Savvy Ladies. You know, empowering female clients is, of course, the right thing to do from a human standpoint, but I believe it's also the right thing to do from a business standpoint. Our regular listeners have heard me mention the statistic before, and I'm going to call it out again because I think it is so important. But As of 2019, according to McKinsey and Company, women controlled about 10 trillion in wealth. That's trillion with a T. And by 2030, now less than nine full years away, that figure is expected to grow to 30 trillion. So if you're not focused on how you can best attract, serve and retain female clients, you are limiting your opportunities for growth, in my opinion. Our guest today is Stacy Francis, founder and CEO of Francis Financial. Francis Financial is committed to guiding individuals and families through life changes, including divorce, widowhood, and sudden wealth. Stacy is also the founder of Savvy Ladies, a non-for-profit organization that empowers women to take control of their finances by providing a professional network of support and guidance that offers free financial education to help women make informed and confident financial decisions. Stacy, we are so excited to have you join us today on The Flexible Advisor. Thank you, Laura and David. It's wonderful to be here. And I'm excited to spend an a good half hour talking about all the ways that financial advisors can serve women, help women, and have great, great practice with a lot of fun. Stacy, we are delighted to have you join us today. And not long ago, we welcomed Judy Herbst on the show to talk about Savvy Ladies. And for those listeners that did not hear that episode and are not familiar with Savvy Ladies, We would love it if you could provide a brief overview of the organization, why you started it, and how it has grown. Oh, thank you, David. Savvy Ladies is a huge part of my life. I actually created and launched Savvy Ladies before I started my wealth management RAA practice. Savvy Ladies, it's a nonprofit 501c3 organization. And our mission is to empower women through financial education. And how we do that, we have, if you can believe it, 50 programs every single year online. And we have women from all 50 uh, states and countries around the world that tune in. 
And we have women also that come to our helpline. And a great big thank you to maybe some of you who are listeners today that are volunteers for our helplines. They are CFPs, Certified Divorce Financial Analysts, CPAs, money coaches, all working one-on-one pro bono with women who are coming up some against some really difficult financial situations in their life and reaching out for help. And uh, Savvy Ladies is there. We work with about 20,000 women each year pro bono, and it's definitely the reason why I am part of this field. Yeah, I love that discussion with Judy. And if the listeners would like to dive deeper on Savvy Ladies and find out how you might be able to get involved with them or how they might be able to help you, please be sure to listen to episode 60 of the podcast with Executive Director Judy Herbst. Now that we know a little bit about your passion and it really kind of comes out around helping women become financially independent, I'd love it if you would share a little bit about your journey to starting Francis Financial and how you have built a practice to serve those, especially women, in transition. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, the journey that we all have. And I feel like every person has a journey who has found themselves in the field of of financial planning and wealth management because it's it's a helping field primarily. And it has numbers too, but it's really truly about helping. And that's what brought me to to this field. Early in my childhood, I uh, watched one of the most important people in my life, my grandmother, just one of the most sweet, kind, caring women. And unfortunately, she really had a difficult marriage. And when I say difficult, there was emotional abuse, there was financial abuse, and it became apparent as I got older, there was physical abuse. And unfortunately, David, she never left. And um, she ended up passing away because of this abuse. I finally had the courage to ask her, you know, why she stayed. And her answer is an answer that a lot of women that I hear them tell us, wanting to leave a marriage for whatever reason, hopefully not abusive, but sometimes also that feeling, you know, financially trapped you know, not having enough uh, financial support or knowledge to feel like they could create a a path of their own. And that's what drove me into this field and why I not only started the charity, but then started a wealth management firm afterwards, really focusing on women who are going through a divorce and want to move from being in a vulnerable position to one of empowerment, of financial security, and really, you know, starting a new life. Thank you for sharing that story. It's so important. And I, you know, I've met along the way, so many people that have gotten into this business because they've had similar experiences and they they want to limit as many people as they can from having similar experiences. Um, You know, I I would imagine that so many of your clients are struggling when they meet you and your team, Stacey. How is it that you create an Mm -hmm. open environment that makes them comfortable opening up and becoming vulnerable by talking about some very difficult things with you and your team, whether those are 
details about what led them to the decision to divorce or in the wake of death of a very loved spouse. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just got to be a a real challenge and delicate situation. It, It is. And thank you for bringing that up because working with this population of of individuals, whether they're going through a divorce or are thinking about that, or unfortunately have lost a spouse due to uh, them passing away, they're coming to you and, you know, they're showing up usually when they're not at their best. And I've been told that walking into our office, that they were more nervous than when they had gone the week before for a root, a root canal, <laughs> you know, and Laura, I don't, I don't take that personally, but it just goes to show you that so many women are, are really worried about feeling judged, being, being taken advantage of and understandably. So I feel like us as financial advisors, as an industry, we're still learning. We're still learning to really listen to work on those skills of just being empathetic and being there and sometimes even just quietly being there and learning how to take the almost the therapeutic aspect and infuse that into the work that we do every day. And I'm not saying that we are in any way a replacement for therapy because we all know that that is not the case, but there's so much we can learn about just truly being there, being vulnerable ourselves and sharing our personal stories of why we're here and creating as, as comprehensive, safe and warm environment as we possibly can for her. So Stacey, I've lost both my parents and they were about 10 years apart. So I understand when my mother passed, how grieved my father was. And I know that losing a life partner is one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult thing, and certainly was for my dad that happened in, that happened in his life. What guidance would you give to advisors who are meeting women that mm-hmm. are experiencing that deep grief? And how do you begin to build trust and hopefully ultimately build a You know, a relationship? David, you actually brought up something that is really powerful. And the first piece of advice that I would give And that is sharing your personal story because David, when you shared your trauma of losing your mother and then watching your father suffer and, and really traveling through that grief, that authenticity and that courage that you have just shared, that's where trust is truly starts to blossom and is created because She's sharing one of the most difficult things she's ever been through her life. And you're being vulnerable as, as well. And yes, of course, someone's going to hire you because of your knowledge, of your deep expertise, for your process and, and what you can bring to them. But the real reason, the real reason that someone hires you is because they know you care about them and that you're going to be with them, you know, every step of the way, you know, and there are lots of ways that um, you can show that we did a a really interesting survey. We interviewed 150 women going through divorce and 
uh, post-divorce and ask them, what do you look for when you are interviewing a financial advisor? And what I thought was so interesting, we asked them about 100 questions and 149 of the 150 women answered all of the questions, bless them. So they were very invested in in sharing what was important to them. And what they shared is that when choosing a financial advisor, the number one quality they looked for was honesty, authenticity. Number two followed really shortly behind. Almost half of the women are looking for someone who is a good listener that will listen to their values and their goals. 47% said, I need you to do a good job with my money and make sure that I have the financial returns that I need from the market. And 40%, four out of 10 said, I'm looking for someone who's going to uh, look out for me for my best interests. And so you can see that while they talked a little bit about market returns, the other three of the four top most important things were something other than that. Again, honesty, being a good listener, and having my best interests. And that's what really, truly builds trust. Wow, that's really cool. And I now understand where your firm gets its just passion and compassion stems from you telling your story because I felt the same way when you you told your story at the top of the show. And I know that with divorce, it also comes this, this grief. And yes. nobody enters a marriage expecting to fail, but so many do. And my wife and I have just been counting them recently around us as more of our peers are hitting middle age. And for women that are facing divorce, what are they looking for when choosing a team of professionals to support them through this whole divorce process? Well, something that we went and kind of, I guess, I don't know if you would call it raise the bar, but you bring up a good point that there's a lot of grief in there, whether you're going through divorce or obviously if you've lost a spouse. We actually have gone and got a wonderful certification called the Certified Grief Recovery Specialist certification. And there are others out there, but we chose this one because it focuses on really in-depth training to effectively deal with those individuals, support those individuals who are, are grieving. Because when you have someone in front of you who has just lost a spouse, uh, do you say their name? What do you do if they break down and are crying? These are some things that some people might instinctively know what to do, but most of us don't. And so this is a great way, and there are many other great resources out there as well, but continuing to support your personal development of helping people by allowing them to grieve, supporting them in that process, because as we know, while they come to you about their money. You know, no one got into this business just because of money. It's because everything else that comes along with it. So Stacy, you know, compassion, of course, is so central and you've done such a great job explaining that. It's so central to helping people navigate through these very difficult periods of transition within their lives. 
But beyond the personal aspect, are there other effective resources that can help professionals better serve mm-hmm. women experiencing financial and emotional transition within their yeah. lives. And a few of those resources, you know, we can help with Laura. I have a podcast called Financially Ever After. And I have to tell you, I'm the podcast host, and there's not one that I don't learn significantly more about women experiencing divorce. So please feel free to reach out to Financially Ever After. And what's wonderful is we interview not only other experts in the area, other professionals, but we interview women who have gone through divorce, hearing directly from them, what's important to me? What support did I have during our during my divorce? And what did I not have? What do I wish I had? And it will be hopefully hopeful for you and as you build that part of your business. The other piece right on our website, you can um, download the study that I spoke about before. Again, we interviewed 150 women. I spoke about what they look like, look for in a financial advisor, but we asked them 100 other questions about, you know, what would you look for in your current advisor, what would you change? About 80% of the women said that they actually moved and switched financial advisors. Why was that? Also really helpful information. And you can get a copy of that. It's called Unveiling the Unspoken Truth, Women, Money, and Divorce. That's free of charge. You can just download it from the website, see it online. And then we also have money circles and there's a, we host them monthly anyone is welcome to join. It's groups of women, many of them gone through divorce. And we talk about the softer side of money, having a a deeper and, and more intimate discussion, sharing knowledge and money circles. You can actually go ahead and get certified to be able to be a money circle host. And I encourage everyone to to go ahead and you can look up Money Circles and see the resources on that and where you can get certified as well. It's not through us. We went through the training, but I have to say that it's definitely something that I highly encourage all of the listeners to to go ahead and look into. Those are fantastic resources. Thank you so much for sharing them. And if I could ask just a little bit more about the the money circles, which I hadn't heard of before now, are those the attendees, are they, are most of them your clients? Or is this also a way for you to get the word out to, to others that, you know, who you are and the work that you do? That's a great question, Laura. We use them for both clients, potential clients, as well as other professionals. And so we'll have trust and estate attorneys, accountants, CPAs, matrimonial attorneys, therapists join. And it's just a wonderful group, typically 10 to, to 15 women. And we do them both in person and we do them online. And interestingly enough, they've been just as effective online as they have in person. And it's a wonderful way, again, like you said, of getting, getting our message out there and letting individuals know that this is what we do and that it's not just about the financial plan. Well, that's important. And it's not just about the investment portfolio. Well, that's important. It's also about everything else with your money situation. And it helps us stand out. 
as being different. And I think one of the challenges that we have as an industry is that we all look the same. We know we're different, right? Because we have different models and the way we do things and, and maybe different a process. But to the average consumer, we all look the same. We all look the same. And so this is one of our ways of trying to stand out and share, this is how we're different. And FY, it's not right for everyone. There are some people that just want a financial plan and manage my money and talk to me once a year and that's it. And that's okay because there's someone out there for them. And, and we're a little different. We talk about our, our feelings. We sometimes a little uncomfortable dealing with some of those feelings and that's okay because that's what people want to have from a, our company when they come to us. Well, I do have to say that I think Francis Financial does a great job on your website. When you land there, you know exactly where you're, where Francis Financial is focused. It doesn't just talk about we offer comprehensive financial planning for families. And you talk about that transition piece of it, which I think is so critical to helping people figure out if, when they land there, is this a place that they want to research more? Exactly. And that's our goal. And I, I think... This has been spoken about by Bob Veris, Michael Kitsis, many Angie Herbers, many of the thought leaders of our industry of, do you own your niche and really just lean into it? And our answer would be yes, it would be. And that by saying yes to working with this group of clients, you really are not in any way saying no to other clients. And so you'll see on our website, and we're going to be releasing yet another website that's even more focused on women going through divorce and going through widowhood. And our results that we've seen at least have taught us that the more focused we've gotten, both in our messaging and our how we deliver those services to those people, the more quickly our business has grown. So Stacy, I would imagine that the work you do is as difficult as it is rewarding, and I'm sure it's so rewarding. If, if you don't mind sharing uh, a story for us, I'm, I'm wondering if you would be open to telling us about a client that when you look back now, that maybe even you're surprised at how well that person has taken control of her life and finances and overcome the immense hurdles that she had to get there where she is now. Yeah. So I'll give you a name. I'm going to change her name uh, to Fran. She came to us, her husband and her were getting divorced after a marriage of over 30 years. And they had been together their entire life. She had never managed the finances. In fact, her husband was a, a financial advisor. Wow. Not only did she not really manage the, the investments and the financial planning, she didn't really understand the spending either. And so this was a, a, a very overwhelming process. Even though she was extremely educated, very, you know, very savvy, it's just, she had never really dealt with the finances. And so when Fran came to us, it was very difficult for, for her because not only was her marriage ending and there was a huge amount of grief and it was, unfortunately, it was not her choice. She was almost having to, to drink water from a fire hose to get on top of all the finances. And her husband was difficult. He really 
had the mindset that he knew how to make all the decisions regarding their financial planning, their investments, tried to explain to her that, you know, post-divorce that he should still be her financial advisor so that he could keep a tab on her to make sure that she was making good decisions and she wasn't overspending the money. And so obviously not ideal in any way, but I will tell you and cut to the end, which is the most important. He is not her financial advisor. She walked away from the marriage with a, a wonderful settlement agreement that she now understands is part of the investing and financial planning process. And we meet with her four times a year and sometimes even more. And most importantly is starting her new life, feeling confident in her abilities and actually feeling also financially secure in her situation. Stacey, we've learned a lot in speaking with you during our short time together today. There is one thing though that we didn't really touch on and that is where do you find clients in transition? How do you tailor your marketing and messaging for this type of prospect or is most of your business coming from referrals? Great question, David. About 50% of our clients come from referrals. No surprise, our top referral partners are matrimonial attorneys as well as trust and estate attorneys and therapists. So those are the three that tend to send a lot of clients our way. However, we also get a lot of clients from our work, kind of just putting it out there as creating ourselves as thought leaders. And this is something that everyone can do. And that is writing blogs, writing articles, speaking to divorce support groups, speaking to supporting women who have lost a spouse, getting out there and sharing your knowledge in front of the people who, number one, could hire you or the people who have clients that are your ideal client. It's not something, I will tell you, that happens overnight. I started the firm about 19 years ago, and it has been a whole lot of work, as we all know it is. But if you continue to do this and and keep your nose to the grindstone of constantly getting out there and sharing that message, What's wonderful is that that big boulder that you're pushing up the mountain of trying to grow your client base, eventually you get to the top and it starts to slowly come down and accelerate your growth for you in, I feel like, a a much easier way. And so now I won't say it's effortless because we still have our machine of getting out there, but we are very blessed. We now get one referral a day, which is really nice to get about five to six a week. Yeah. Not all of them are the perfect clients for us, you know, and that's okay, but a lot of them are. And so we're really blessed with that. Stacy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. What wonderful wisdom you have to share. Thank you. Thank you. And if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out to me on our website is www.francisfinancial.com. And if you'd like to volunteer for Savvy Ladies, which is again, working pro bono with women who are facing real financial difficulties and many in crisis, you can reach out to Savvy Ladies. Our website is www.savvyladies.org. And let's not forget your podcast, Stacy. Yes. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> Financially yeah, so. ever after. I love that title. 
Yeah, it, it it is nice. And boy, we've been doing it for a few years now. And I really honor what you do with your podcast too, because I know how much work it is. And there's a lot of love and a lot of hours that go into it. So yes, if you want to really dive into this area of and trying to get behind the, get in the mind of, of your potential client or get in the mind of the matrimonial attorney or the trust and estate attorney or the CPA that you would like to form a relationship with to be able to share clients. It's a great, a great resource for you. Well, Stacy, thank you again. And if you like the Flexible Advisor podcast, you may also like the other FlexShares podcast called Funds in Focus. Check it out today and you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to The Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.